The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. I can still recall the day when Jesus saved my soul, when his blessed Holy Spirit came and took control. I trusted in his precious blood, my sins to atone. I uh, believe God moves when I ask, you know, I call out and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to preach week to week, during the week, and uh, I believe he moves, and I have, uh, he moved on preaching about hell this morning, and I was, uh, it's not a subject that I, I relish at all to preach about, but yet understand that people are going to miss it by knowing about it. And at midnight, woke up with a migraine and, and knew that God was going to come today. Because I found a long time ago, the more resistance you have, the more really God's all, God's in it. It's not a sign. People first sign of trouble, they say, well, God must not be in it. No, no, it's God's in it. But the de- there's a world out there and the devil and the flesh, and they're against it. And you're going to have water heater break, flat tire, a couple other things. So tonight I'm going to have uh, Brother Marty come and preach because I just didn't feel up to it. and I appreciate him coming. I just want to know what your blood pressure is right now, brother. I love that last. I didn't ask you because I know you're on the road all the time. He's got, he's got some in his pocket over there. <laughs> but Barney's not there yet, poor soul. I should have let it go on a little longer. Uh, Pastor, Mc, Pastor McKinney years ago would... Um, he um, came to church, wasn't feeling well. And he came up to me and said, uh, I can't preach tonight. Uh, he said, you got to preach. And I'm telling you, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know the apostles. I didn't know the Bible. I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't remember. I said, preacher, I, can't, I don't know nothing right now. I'm blank. I can't think of one good thing. And uh, Chris Powell, Chris Powell said, well, I'll preach. And Chris always is lawyers ready to go, man. Chris preached a great message that night, and and I learned that always uh, have your gun loaded. You know, I had exhausted myself. I guess the place where sometimes you preach all this stuff, and you think, okay, I'm, I don't have anything else to say. I'm done. I don't even want to talk to my wife on the way home, <clears throat> which probably makes her happy. But <laughs> I want to talk to you on a continuing series of the Millennium. The little sin sermon is coming down the road. <clears throat> the little sins. I think it's important on the principle of of little glitches, little faults, little sins to talk about. We'll do that later. It's a, that's a very, very important principle of Scripture to look at. We will look at that. I've seen more Christians fail by little stuff than big stuff. Every big thing I've seen started small with some little glitch, some little convenience, some little allowance that they had in their life, and it turned into because they didn't repent as the Holy Spirit convicted them, turned in to destroy their testimony. 
<clears throat> ultimately, I want to talk to you. So far, we've talked about the millennium, the kingdom of God. My Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I hope you pray that and pray it on a regular basis. God won't get tired of hearing it. He will not get tired of hearing it. Thy kingdom come. Sometimes in life, I've prayed more earnestly for the kingdom to come than other times. <clears throat> when things are going real well in this world, you know, you're in a blessing moment. You may not be praying for the kingdom to come too much. Uh, I, I asked Chris if he was asking for the kingdom to come about two weeks or so or three or whatever before he got married. I, you ready, I always ask newlyweds, are you praying for the kingdom to come? They said, no. We, would God, I hope God holds back for at least for a couple months or so. And I don't blame them. They're looking forward to getting married, marriage, and, and uh, you know, all that goes with it. And I, and I, don't, I don't blame them for having a few moments of saying, thy kingdom, well, no, I don't want the kingdom to come. <clears throat> but it won't be long before you'll say, thy kingdom come. <laughs> thy kingdom come. Oh, dear Christian tonight, what a future we have. As I mentioned about the Egyptians and all they went through, they didn't have any future. That was all built upon a lie. All built upon some myth that they thought up themselves. And you know what's crazy? That they would kill their servants so that they could spend afterlife with them. They would put these little statues of things in their tombs so that those statues somehow would, would, would be there when they resurrected. And they had... Absolutely no understanding of, of the Spirit. And, and the Bible mocks it over and over again through Isaiah and through Jeremiah uh, that they would make a form something that, that could not speak, had lips but could not speak, had ears that could not hear, had legs but could not walk. Stone made of man's hands that they worship, bowed down to. In fact, they had to move it every time they wanted to move it. And that's sad. You say, is that, that why people today are too educated? Are you kidding me? India, million gods over there. They bow down to stone. They, Buddhism, they bow down to those, those Buddhas. They, uh, really Catholicism, saint worship. They pray to saints. I remember years ago, they desainted some folks. And the Catholic Church, especially the people who were named after those saints, a lot of parents named their kids after these uh, saints, and they they de they said, well, they never really existed. They were they really we we you know they're not saints anymore. And <clears throat> I mean, I, it it impacted a lot of Roman a lot of Roman Catholics got saved when they said uh, eating meat on Friday is okay, and, and there's no these saints didn't exist, and they lost faith in that institution and turned to Jesus. What a wonderful thing. kingdom of God. We talked about how it's going to be full of peace. Peace. <laughs> like a river attendeth my way. Joy. Joy. Pure two-year-old joy. Two-year-old joy. I'm going to have holiness. We talked about how the Bible talks about there'll be holiness in this kingdom. Holiness is not some Oh, stick in the mud, uh, fuddy-duddy, mean-spirited type thing. Holiness is everything that's beautiful, everything that's good, everything that's precious is based on real holiness. You want to ruin something? Let sin come in on it. You want to ruin your marriage? Uh, let sin come in on it. 
You want to ruin your friendships? Let sin come in on them. But holiness, holiness will keep things pure and beautiful and precious. The fourth thing we talked about was glory. Oh, the kingdom of God's going to be a place of glory. That's the way, That's when something's weighted. In other words, God's going to be weighted properly. The glory is going to be properly weighted to God and to those who serve Him. Tonight I want to talk to you about comfort and justice in the kingdom. We talked a little bit about comfort last week. I'm going to go a little further into that. And also the subject of justice. I know that many young people may not understand this phrase tonight. And if you haven't had any trouble and you're young and you've never really been in a hospital, uh, you've never been sick, you've never had an operation, never had a surgery, never had cancer, never had an abscessed tooth. How many here never had any of those things I just mentioned? Raise your hand, please. Wow, you're in a minority or they're shy. But that's great. That's great. I remember the first abscess. How many remember the first abscess tooth? Ooh, dog is a new kind of pain. How many remember the first earache? Oh, awful, awful. Earache can be so bad. Uh, man, I mean to tell you, how many remember the first time you had a gout attack? Well, don't that. Not too many people have a gout. But uh, the, in, in a commentator, I don't know who it was. I read, I've read so many different commentators through the years, commentaries of the Bible, and one of them said, this world is a veil of tears. I don't know who it was. And when he said that, this world is a veil of tears. I was pretty young, and I thought, boy, he's pessimistic. Boy, I wish that guy would be a little bit more topside. And I understand it. I understand I was there. I was there. Never really had a serious problem. Up into 30, up to, up to 28 years old. And, and uh, veil of tears. What? Cry baby. You know, you know, one of my least liked books of the Bible was the book of Psalms. I said, David was a crybaby. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, oh, my heart is wounded. Oh, this is that. And I used to just think, what is wrong with him? Oh, oh. Man, I got, took to, I got taken to the woodshed on that baby. Shoo, my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Psalms. I've been taught the hard way. By the way, if you don't want to listen, you'll learn by living. You're going to learn one or the other. You're going to listen to God, or living's going to teach you to listen to God. Much easier if you just say, I think he's true, I'm going to follow him. But uh, young people may not understand the whole veil of tears deal, I know that, and, but uh, your whole life looking ahead of you, you got dreams, out, dreams that you're looking forward to, hopes, possibilities, and I don't want to rain on your parade, your, your naive optimism not based on experiential real-world truth, is, is, is a moment. It's a moment. But the truth is, uh, the reality of this life will begin to come on you. As God says, it has to. Uh, you, there are some in this room tonight that are graduates with their Ph.D. in suffering and affliction. And they will understand 
and maybe amen a few times more than those who have not experienced it as they wipe their, eye, their, their eyes from the tears that trail down their cheeks, as they look, as we talk about the millennium, a time of comfort, a time of comfort. Some of you haven't had comfort in a long time. Some of you haven't had the comfort that you used to have because you're in the, you're in the, you're in the valley of the shadow of death. You are in the moment of trial, the moment of suffering, the moment of trouble. Right now, one of our own, Gwen, Camerad, is in that valley. Yes, she is. Miss Miley's been in that valley for a while. Betty Lou, I don't mean Gordon either. Betty Lou Hinton's been in the valley for a long time. Others have been in, are in the valley. They know. They look forward. And, and don't those valleys and those troubles make you look forward to the coming time? Wonder why God put that in the Bible because he knew you'd need it. He knew you'd need to hear about it. Oh, it's helped me and, when, and I've had my moments of trouble and time of trouble. It's, it's helped me to know that there's coming a day. Oh, what a day it will be. I didn't tell him to sing that, brother. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, speaking of the millennium, it says, in that day, Thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust, not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength, my song. He, is, he, is, he also has become my salvation. Isaiah 29, 22 says, Therefore saith the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. When he seeth his children and the work of, of mine hands in the midst of him, they will sanctify my name, sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and fear the God of Israel. Isaiah 30, verse 26 says, Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun. Ooh. And the light of the sun shall be sevenfold. As the light of seven days in that day, the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their wound. I've been reading a book called The Trail of Blood. Uh, I received the book when I was on vacation. I went to uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church up there. It used to be Dick Riley, a dear, dear friend of mine, started that church. In fact, he started the first independent fundamental Baptist church, I believe, in Lee County. Emmanuel Baptist Church up there across from McDonald's off on Hill Street, downtown, almost downtown Fort Myers. And I went up there to the church to encourage uh, Brother Moore, Boer as he's up there and, and just give him some encouragement. And, and uh, in the service, they gave a book away. There was about 50 of us. Gave a book away called The Trail of Blood. I'd, I'd read it. I wanted to read it again. I'm home reading it again. I, can't, I am unworthy to be called the child of God. With what our forefathers have gone through for Jesus, I'm ashamed of myself. I'll be honest with you, I'm just ashamed of myself. I am such a pansy, such a sissy boy, compared to what our forefathers paid the price for being called a Christian. They were like you. They were like me. They just wanted to live the Christian life in peace. Uh, and, and, and we're children of peace, by the way. Blessed are the peacemakers. And... and uh, the God of all peace is our Father. And in any society we live, we're not troublemakers. 
We're peacemakers, brother. Real born-again Christians are peacemakers. Why? Because we do what we do best when it's a moment of peace. We don't do what we do best in a moment of war. We do what we do best in a moment of peace. So we're, the Bible says we're to pray for peace in our time that the gospel may go forth. So what should you pray? Pray for peace that the gospel... Pray that this election don't end up being a civil war. Because it could. Absolutely could. If the Democrats get elected and Republicans don't accept it, or if the Republican gets elected and the Democrats don't accept it, we have war. Because there's only one way to settle it after that, and that is with guns. And there's no good outcome on that kind of thing. Boy, I'm looking forward to the day when I can see Jesus and have comfort. I think of those people that have come before us in that trail of blood, they call it, that have come through the Dark Ages. They figure that over 50 million Christians were slaughtered during the Dark Ages. And they were slaughtered in, in ways that only men could invent. And during the Inquisition, they invented ways to prolong your life and kill you that was just... It's, you, animals don't treat each other that badly. An animal may turn on another animal and kill him, but they get it over with. But not men. They torture and shame and humiliate over periods of long periods of time. Wow, what wicked, vile. And I think of our forefathers and what they paid. And do you think they'd look forward to this message tonight? Do you think if they think those people that were tortured to death for Jesus and lost everything and had their houses and children killed, had their houses lost and confiscated and their children killed before them, if you got up here and said, Jesus promises you and the Bible promises you comfort, brother, they'd say, glory to God, hallelujah, preacher, man, we need comfort. It's hard for us. It is. It's hard for us. Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease? While others fought to win the prize and sailed through stormy seas? No! I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I don't want to suffer like anybody else doesn't want to suffer, but if it comes, and if, by the grace of God, if it's his choice in America, things change, and the attitude and the... And the Conveniences we've once had changes. Stand, having done all the stand, dear Christian. And look, just remember that in a short period of time, Jesus is going to take this whole thing and turn it into his kingdom. And one characteristic of his kingdom is it'll be a kingdom of comfort. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 3 says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody, just like what we heard here. Isaiah 61, 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolation. They shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. 
But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. A royal priesthood. For your shame you shall have double. Verse 7. He's the God of all comfort. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1. By the way, if you ever get down, never have trouble, you've got to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You've got to go. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. But it says there in verse 3, Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Paul says in that chapter, I've, we despaired even of life. Paul had a so hard at times, as tough as that old boy, that old gnarly boy was, uh, yet he even despaired of living. But yet he said, our God is a God of all comfort. He didn't lose hope because of that. The sixth condition that we see here in the millennium is this condition of justice. It will be a time of justice like never before, by the way. When I say comfort, I'm talking about a time of comfort like never in the history of the world since Adam sinned. When I say joy, I mean there'll be a time of joy like never in the history of the world since Adam's sin. These are going to be characteristics of peace and of joy and of holiness and glory and of comfort and of justice that the Bible says as the waters cover the sea so that'll be, it'll be completely covering the world. Whoa, the animals will even rejoice. The creation itself groaneth and tra travaileth in pain even unto now, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8. What are they doing? They're waiting for the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's us. They're waiting for our redemption, our full adoption as sons. That's when we get our new bodies like unto his glorious body. When we get those new bodies and we get this adopted, then we'll be fully complete in him. And the creation, I'm talking about the animals and the birds and all the things that have been put under this whole curse too. They're looking forward to that day when the born again children of God are allowed to have their new bodies in a new kingdom. And the lamb will lay with the wolf. And the child will play upon the poisonous snake's den, cockatrice den. We're going to have justice, so. I said this, I think, last week, week before. Don't you struggle with injustice? I mean, TV is full. It's like they glory in injustice. Is that all there is to report on? Injustice after injustice after injustice? Oh, so-and-so got taken and taken out and killed. So-and-so got this. and What is going on? on with these morbid souls. I can't take it. I'm too influenceable. I, 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 I see that stuff. I'm up all night thinking about it, upset about it. I can't do it. I got I to gotta obey Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Brother, the things which are above is what I want to put up in here. I can't take that morbid stuff. I've never watched any of those Chainsaw Massacre movies because I never want to put that wicked stuff up here and remember it. Do you, don't you have the same abilities I have? Do you remember everything bad photographically and you can't remember John 3.16 hardly? 
Don't you have the same thing I got? You know? How many times I've read through the Bible, I've asked God in prayer hundreds and hundreds of times, give me a photographic remembrance of the Word of God. And he answers me, no. I remember junk I did as a 10-year-old out back in the barn, as clear as it was yesterday. But praise God, that'll be gone. That'll be gone, amen. Justice will reign over this whole world. Woo-wee! I look forward to that time. Whoever killed O.J.'s wife is going to suffer for it. I pulled something way out, didn't I, at O.J.'s wife. Matthew 4.22, For there is nothing hid that which not be manifest, and neither was anything kept secret that should not come abroad. That's what the Bible says. Justice. By the way, justice is a two-edged sword. Oh, it cuts all. For those who have chosen to flee to Calvary for forgiveness and those who have taken a bath in the blood of Jesus Christ and been declared not guilty by the tribunal of God's court and rejoice in truth and justice, we look forward to the day of justice. But brother, if you haven't been born from above and by the blood of Jesus, you don't look forward to the day of justice. If you do, you're just naive because you don't want justice. The justice that my sin deserved was paid by Jesus Christ on Calvary. And consequently, I'm not afraid of justice because it was covered, propitiated by the blood of Jesus Christ. Expiated. Good words. By the blood of Jesus Christ. The seventh condition of the millennium will be full knowledge. Full knowledge. Right now, it's painful to learn. Amen. It's painful to learn. You people that get up here to sing these songs, why don't you just memorize them? What you got that sheet music for? Nick, what are you doing holding that paper? Just go over that thing a couple, two, three times, get it down, sing it. Some people got photographic memories. But the rest of us poor souls are overexposed. And we look at something, we have it five minutes later, we don't have it. I went to college, got a bachelor's degree, master's degree. I mostly got A's. I got uh, one B plus in my master's program. And I'm going to tell you, I was a good student, but I'm going to tell you, it didn't come easy for me. I do not memorize and keep well. I have to go over it and over it where the smart kids and photographic kids would study for an hour or two. I'd be up all night long drinking coffee like it was water. And then go to the end of the class all red-eyed and take the test while it was still there. Because if you waited till noon, it'd be gone. <laughs> it was sad. I'll tell you, it was just pitiful. It's just pitiful. I still got to go back over this. I got, I got my college books at my house. I go back over some of them books and say, boy, I'm glad I don't have to take a final in that. They didn't experiment about people going back and taking final exams in their high school courses. Almost nobody passed. I gave up Troy when he was in school. I had a bunch of adults together, and he was having trouble in spelling in fourth and fifth grade. 
fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And, uh, and, and, and I remember I was frustrated trying to spend so many hours with him. And, my, and Kathy was spending so many hours after working all day long, coming home tired. And you want to spend a little time? No, I had to spend, go over these spelling words, go over these spelling words, go over these spelling words. I remember one time I had a bunch of adults there, pretty smart. I said, I'm going to give you a spelling test. Would you willing to Okay. Nobody, nobody passed it. It was his fourth grade spelling test. I thought, what are, we, what are we doing going to school? You don't remember it five minutes later. Actually, what happens is a little sticks here and a little sticks there and a little sticks. I hope a lot more sticks with you, doctor, than stuck with me. Amen. All I can go in there. I'll tell you what really shook my faith one time when I got malaria, and I had malaria up here, and I couldn't get anybody to know what it was. They thought I had advanced AIDS and thought I was dead man looking, dead man one, one foot in a banana peel, one in a grave. And the woman says, and they'd come in with masks and hoods and everything else back then, and, I, and they said, we, we think you're advanced AIDS. And I said, well, if I am, the mosquitoes pass it, and if mosquitoes pass it, you're all dead man. <laughs> oh, they believe that. Finally, I went to an Argentinian doctor, Dr. Uh, Kathy, who was it? <laughs> See what I mean? Dr. Mather. Dr. Mather. still alive. Dr. Mather. And I went in Dr. Mather and I said, Dr. Mather, man, I got chills at night. I got my, 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 uh, my mus- uh, muscles. <laughs> my six pack and everything curling around like this and my you know and literally literally I mean crazy sweat like you can't believe cold like you can't believe oh he said you got malaria these doctors around here don't have a clue he says I'm come from Argentina where there's a lot of malaria you got malaria and I said I'm dying he said yeah yeah no he said yeah you won't be able to live too many more nights with it he said you got the kind that kills you I said well that's good doc thank you for helping me what are you going to do? I said, you need chloroquine. Chloroquine will cure you like instantly. And I said, I want it. He said, I can't give it to you. I got to get a test that comes out positive or I can't do it. I can't give it to you. I said, doc, I don't care about ethics. <laughs> right now, I just want the juice. I can't give it to you. You got to go down to the hospital. So he sends me down to NC. No, it wasn't NCH. It was, a, it was a hospital that went out of business, and I can understand why. It was that one, it was the one on Winkler up there in Fort Myers. I can't, Southwest, uh, South, Northwest, Southwest, anyway. See, I can't remember that name either. So I go in the hospital, and I, I said, man, and I am sick, bad sick. And I said to him, I ought to have help. I need a malaria test. Here it is. And the girl looked at me like, I got to go read a book for 30 minutes to see how to do the test. You know what I mean? I'm glad doctor don't have to read the book before he had the test. But they had to read the book. She came out there and says, now I think I know what I'm doing. I'll see. And it came back negative. I had it, but it just wasn't in the blood at the time. And so finally I went back to Mather. He gave me the juice, took the juice, was over. I mean, totally cured, just completely cured that thing. It was a miraculous cure. And here I am today. Won't it be good to have knowledge and be able to keep it? I mean, good knowledge. 
Won't it be sweet in the millennial period to be able to read the Word of God? By the way, this will be there. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. And so we're going to read the words of God in heaven, and we'll be able to know it like I've known some people know it, where you could quote the beginning of a verse and they could finish it. You quote the end of a verse, they could finish it. You quote any part in the Bible, they can give you before and after. I've seen actual human beings on earth that are like that. And brother, if people can be that way on this whole earth, how much better is it going to be in the kingdom of God? But we're going to have this knowledge, but it's going to be more than just knowledge. It's going to be wisdom, how to use the knowledge. It's going to be understanding how to use the knowledge? Wow. You people that play instruments, you know this. If you don't keep practicing, it forgets you. What was the name of the guitarist that was so good years ago? Um, name some, 50s, the 50s. He was just known everywhere, everywhere. Uh, um, Chad, Chad Atkins, yeah, Chad Atkins. You know, I heard an interview on Chad Atkins. And it, now Chet, Chet made a guitar. Chet made a guitar come alive. And he said to the guy that was interviewing him, "If I don't play every day, this thing forgets me." And I thought, how sad that is, brother. In the millennial period, I want to walk over to the piano down there in the kingdom of God. I want to come over here to the piano, and I want to say, "Give me, let me see, Lord. I want to play Mozart." No, he ain't going to be in heaven. He didn't make heaven. Okay, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play the piano. Lord, can I play the piano? Why can't? Why wouldn't that be in? Why won't that be in heaven? Why won't it be? I want to play instruments. I want to sing. Some of you people are, are tone deaf. You haven't sang an a, a on-key note in your whole life, and praise the Lord, you don't. Try. Don't keep trying, because it ain't going to come. And, 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 and you need the touch of God, and boy, the first thing you may hit heaven, you may go, oh, well, that's me. This old world, our life's been short, and our ability's been short, and our knowledge's been short, and our memory's been short. Memory has been shortened. And praise God. You know, Adam named all the animals. Now, let's say, oh, big deal. Big deal. He only named a couple million animals. That wasn't the hard part. It was the next day. Let's see, which... Cecil? That's right. Cecil, Cecil. You know, you all look the same. Cecil? That you? Yeah, it's me. <clears throat> what kind of a memory did Adam have? Ooh, we're going there, folks. You say it's Pinus guy, it's not Pinus guy. In just a few moments of time, we'll be there. In fact, a rapture could happen tonight, and by the grace of God, or you could get killed on, 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 on 41 going home by, by some Yankee that thinks they're going north in the southbound lane. But they got cataracts, and they won't get them done, and they can't see at night anyway. You're laughing, I'm not. 
I've seen it. I'll tell you, in the next four or five months, drive defensively. You can be dead right, remember. Boy, but now we look through a glass darkly, but then face to face, oh, face to face. Now we know in part, but then shall I know even as I'm known. I look forward to the time when we can have justice. When our sin covered under the blood of Christ and we set up a kingdom under Jesus Christ, for how glorious it will be to serve the King of Kings under that environment. But you're determining right now your position in that kingdom by your faithfulness in these more difficult times. More difficult times, who do you trust now? Who are you relying on now? Where are you on temptation now? Is being Your future, eternity, what God is being determined by your behavior, by your actions, by your faith now. Don't disappoint yourself. Don't disappoint God. Live for Jesus. It's worth it. Man, the old song, I know Jack House hated this song. It will be worth it all when I, we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see. And you know, Jack House, you say, what do you mean it will be worth it all? It's worth it all right now. He had the right to be wrong. But he knows better now, amen. God's made those things so that you can endure harders as a good soldier, Jesus Christ. So that you'll do what needs to be done when it needs to be done because it's the right thing to do. Because you're not receiving peace now or a whole lot of joy. You get some of these things. But it's coming by the grace of God. God may God help this. May God help us. As born-again believers in the same family to serve Him and love Him, to do the right thing. A lot of you young people are tempted off, try to be tempted off of this thing every way possible. He's throwing everything He can at you. He's throwing everything, everything electronically in the Internet and trying to show you everything else is better than God, but it's not! Yeah. Father, help us tonight. Let, let us have a piece of the vision of what these words speak about. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved